to Breaking Up With Yourself podcast. Today we're going to continue to look closely at the correlation between physical health and spiritual health and how one affects the other so we are fit for Jesus' spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Mary Benson. We've been talking about moving our body throughout the day so we can improve our physical health so we can move better in the spirit. People who have a desk job or people who sit all day long It can be challenging to get up and move. It is for me. I can sit for hours, but it appears like 15 minutes. My desire is to get up and move every 30 minutes. But when I'm on my computer, sometimes I miss that window. That's when the Lord reminds me to get up and move, especially if I have been sitting for more than an hour. He does that because every morning I commit my day to him and ask him to lead me and guide me in everything I do. I then acknowledge him, my plans for the day, and I invite him for guidance, direction, and submit the day to him to change my plans if he he sees it fit or to do whatever he want to do with my schedule. Yes, he already knows my plans for the day, but acknowledging him of my plans and asking him to change what he wants is acknowledging his lordship over my life. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 is what I pray in the morning before I start my day. Let me read those verses from New King James because that's the translation I I quote the scriptures uh, from memory. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Paths, plural. But I really like verse 6 in NIV translation. It says, In all your ways submit to him, and he will direct your paths straight. Hallelujah. I like my paths being directed straight. I like walking on a straight path. I don't like detours because I don't like wasting time. So I pray this scripture every morning before I start my day. When we acknowledge the Lord all our ways or submit all our ways to the Lord, he will direct us in everything we do. But sometimes God does not always direct us the way we want or hope. That's when we have to remember that our ways are not God's ways. God's ways are higher than our ways. And his thoughts are higher than ours. That's what uh, the scripture says 
in Isaiah chapter five, chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. Let me read those verses in context, starting at verse 7. Let the wicked forsake their ways, and the righteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Those scriptures came alive this morning. My thoughts when I went to sleep last night were to sleep until 7 a.m. Sleep does the body good. I cherish sleep because my body doesn't do well with less than eight hours of sleep. But this morning I woke up at 5 a.m. I slept about six hours. I tried to go back to sleep, but sleep eluded me. I didn't understand why, so I accepted it, reached for my Bible, and started reading. After 30 minutes of reading the Bible, I got out of bed and made a cup of cocoa. It was then it came to me that I had nothing to eat. I needed to cook before I started my busy day. And that's the reason I awakened two hours earlier. Did I want to wake up at 5 a.m.? No. But God's thoughts are higher than ours. And if we are doing everything right, but things don't happen the way we want, we have to trust God and believe all things will work for our good if we love the Lord and our lives are submitted to God. But I want to point out that when I say all things work for good, doesn't mean that you accept everything the devil throws you away. No, you have to pray about all situations so you can recognize when the devil is at work. Satan come to steal, kill, and destroy. The first thing I did when I wakened at 5 a.m. is quote the scripture that says God gives his beloved to its sleep. Then I took authority over the thief. And then I asked the Holy Spirit to help me fall back to sleep. But it did not happen. That's when I accepted it. I was wide awake, and after 20 minutes, I knew I wouldn't fall back to sleep. I had peace about it, so I surrendered to the Lord. We need to know what and when to submit to the Lord, and we need to recognize when the devil is at work so we know when to fight. If it's the devil, we fight him with the word of God. When we speak the scriptures that covers the situation, if it's the devil, he will free. You have to do all you need to do in a negative situation so you can stand after doing all that you know to do. That's when you give it to the Lord. I wanted to explain that because there are people who believe that whatever happens was meant to happen. That is not true. We have an enemy out there that is constantly opposing us, especially when we are bombarding the kingdom of darkness. And we'll talk more about that in the next episode. But my point here is, when we let Jesus be the Lord of all, sometimes he will change our plans. Sometimes he let us know why, like he did for me this morning. And other times he does it. When we don't know why, we trust him because his thoughts are not our thoughts and our ways are not his ways. 
When we can't raise his hand, we trust his heart. Hallelujah. One of the beauty of letting Jesus be the Lord of all is that when things don't go our way, we don't complain because we trust him. Sure, there is a temptation to complain. And if we give in to it, Jesus will nudge us and we turn our complaining to praise and thanksgiving. And that changes the atmosphere as the presence of the Lord fills the room. And we receive more than what we wanted to complain about. Complaining doesn't change a thing. But praising the Lord in a bad situation does change things. We praise the Lord because we trust him with our lives. We praise the Lord because he knows what is best for us. We praise the Lord because he is unknowing. And there is a reason things don't go our way. We praise the Lord because something good will come out of the situation. We praise the Lord in spite of the situation. We praise the Lord because all things works for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We praise the Lord because he is worthy of our praise. He shows up when we praise him. Do you trust him? If you trust him, if things don't go your way, start praising him. He will show you why things did not go your way. He's looking out for you. He has the best interest in heart for you and me. Hallelujah. Let's trust him. And if we do, our emotions are going to be balanced. The devil is not going to bring us down. As we praise the Lord with all our might and all our strength, our body benefits from that as we move our muscles. Here, the spiritual affects the natural. However, if our body is not well because we have not been feeding it the right food or exercising it, we won't be able to praise the Lord with all our strength if we don't have the strength. Here, the natural affects the spiritual. We need physical strength to praise the Lord with all our might. When we praise the Lord with our all, he shows up in his presence. The Bible tells us there is fullness of joy and a whole lot more. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. I love that. I remember when I was on the uh, on hospital bed after a brutal accident that left my body shattered. I remember being filled with supernatural joy in God's presence. I started laughing and I could not stop. The body that, that was put together with hardware and could not move started moving. I had been told I would never walk again or use my left arm. But after that experience, after being in the presence of the Lord when the joy flooded my soul, I knew I would. And I did. As a matter of fact, 21 days. From the day of the accident, I was running. I went from a wheelchair to running. And the greatest miracle wasn't just the divine healing, but mental breakthrough as well. And at the time, I could not even praise the Lord with all my might because my body could not even move. My body was in several pieces. I had a broken back, broken pelvis, broken arm. Oh, and so many other bruises. 
There is so much in the presence of the Lord when we praise him with all our might. I can't name it all. When we let Jesus be the Lord of all, we find rest for our soul. We don't have bad days because we have surrendered our all to Jesus. So when we face difficult situations or negative situations, we don't sweat it because Jesus is in control. We have given Jesus control. And we know Jesus will not fail us. For that reason, we can put on the garment of praise even when things don't go our way. Hallelujah. We are talking about crucifying the flesh, letting Jesus be the Lord of all, and letting self not take control over situations. I want to read some scriptures that the Lord has been speaking to me about that will enlighten our listeners. Matthew chapter 19 verses 24 through 26. Again I tell you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this they were greatly astonished and asked who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. The last part of verse 26 get quoted out of context. I hear people say, all things are possible. But they leave out the part that says, but with God. We have to remember that part, but with God. When people really want something, They say, well, all things are possible. And they start doing whatever it is they want to do or whatever they're striving for. But Jesus said, but with God, all things are possible. While Jesus here is talking about how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God, this concept applies in all aspects of our lives. People often try to do life their way and leave God out and expect to succeed. Jesus said to the disciples, with men. This is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. The disciples asked Jesus, who then can be saved? Jesus responded, with man, this is impossible. In other words, you can do it on your own. But with God, all things are possible. When people receive Jesus as their savior, they get saved. And for some... For some people, it seems like that is the end of the story. But the Bible says we have to continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. That's in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose in Matthew chapter 19 Jesus is telling his disciples how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom but if the rich man is with God then it is possible In other words, if the rich man is surrendered to the Lord and has committed all his or her riches and and ways to God, Jesus is saying he or she will enter the kingdom of God. 
In short, if the rich man or woman has made Jesus the Lord of all, including his or her riches, their financial affairs are directed by God, which means they are with God and God is with them. Therefore, because they are with God, they will do the right thing and they will enter the kingdom of God. We see that in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46. This is the story of the sheep and the goats. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46 says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will gather before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you, and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. The righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Amen. The sheep made Jesus the Lord of all, including their finances. Therefore, God is with them as they make financial decisions. They don't do what they want, but are led by God because God is with them and they don't miss opportunities to meet Jesus' needs. Sheep enter the kingdom of God. Goats accepted Jesus as their Lord, but they never made Jesus the Lord of all. Therefore, they lived their lives their own way and did what they wanted with their finances. As a result, they missed the opportunity or neglected to meet Jesus' needs. They go to internal punishment. Hebrews chapter 13. And verse 5 says, Keep your lives free from the love of money 
and be content with what you have because God has said never will I leave you never will I forsake you God is with us because he said he will never leave us nor forsake us but are we with God when we are with God we will seek him in everything we do when we are with God we will obey his leading and obey his word when we are with God he will lead us to meet Jesus needs before we meet other needs that's the beauty of being with God hallelujah all things are possible with God that is if you are with God God is with you but are you with God there is a difference the key word here is with and it is a preposition which means accompanied by other words that have the same meaning as as the word with are along alongside besides including plus those are other words that are similar to the word with if you are alongside god all things will be possible if you are beside god all things are possible if you are including god in all you do whatever you're doing will succeed if you plus god are involved in a project it will succeed god is with us all the time but are we with god when or if if we don't feel god's presence or his strength it is because we need to get closer to him so we can feel his presence because he is with us all the time if every morning you invite the lord to guide you and to help you in every decision you make big or small god will be with you and you will make the right decisions in everything you do most of all jesus will be happy with you as you make him the lord of all hallelujah thank you jesus that's all for today episode of breaking up with yourself thank you for listening join me next week as we talk more about the correlation between physical health and spiritual health and how we can improve both and be effective in the kingdom of god lord prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy right and true
Sanctuary